With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into Brewcast from Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Giardi, joined as always by Anthony Broom. And Chris Castellani. Well, I should say, always, Chris, good to have you back, man. Uh, we missed you last week, but uh, definitely glad re- that you're here for this one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, unfortunately, I couldn't make it last week. But um, definitely happy to be back doing this for what is uh, a very important week now with the, with it being rivalry week. And we're here with you on Monday night recording as we head into Tuesday of Rivalry Week here in the state of Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State coming up on Saturday. So we've got Chris back. Anthony, how you feeling here today, man? I know you had a you had a long one today. Uh, yeah, it was a day. Uh, literally, as we press record, have been home and off those roads uh, here in Michigan for like ten minutes. Um, brutal day. Uh, in fact. I apologize if there's a little bit of background noise here. For some reason, the emergency sirens are going off in my neighborhood. So um, that's just where we're at uh, as the we're not quite ready for the snow yet. Uh, November 11th is a little early for that. Um, so a little bit flustered today. Also coming off of uh, you know a long weekend, a long bye week. Just um, you know ready to hop back into it. Uh, it's Michigan State week. Like it's rivalry week. And it's not quite as exciting as we're used to, but I think for us and, and for the Wolverines, it's going to end up being a good week. A um, little bit of announcement here. I'll just announce it off the top of the show so I keep your interest now and and people know what to expect the rest of the week. Uh, on tomorrow's podcast, we will be talking to Scott Bell. So 
There you go. You heard it here first, folks. That'll be interesting, an interesting conversation. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Can't wait to tune in. But uh, there's a lot of storylines going into this week, even though we kind of feel like there there isn't or, or this this game do, it doesn't have as much hype as we maybe thought it would at the at the beginning of the year. But I thought Chris, you know, when we were kind of talking off air, he mentioned that every year just feels a little different and. This year is interesting because of what's transpired with Michigan State, and it could have easily been the same with what has or had gone on early on with Michigan. They seem to have turned the tide and asserted themselves as, you know, a top 20 team in the country. But for a while there, we were a little iffy on on exactly what Michigan was. Michigan State, four brutal losses in a row, three to very good teams. And then obviously blowing a 28 to three lead against Illinois is rough. And there's obviously a lot of chatter amongst the Spartan fan base and a divide similar to what the Michigan fan base had, you know, with with Jim Harbaugh earlier this year. Right. We were talking about is Harbaugh the right guy. We have to see how this season plays out this you know? This is much worse than that. Oh, much, um, much this, worse, much worse. Yeah, obviously. No, I'm not. That's not a, a dog against you. Like this is, this is outrage akin to Brady hoax last season at Michigan in, in 2014. And he, he had he had the Shane Morris moment last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, yeah. things are <laughs> things are not going good up there, and you know, it, I think to a certain extent, it's even to the point where even Mark D'Antonio's most staunch defenders uh, are. No, it's time. Like it's a guy that um, obviously the best years look like they're behind him. They don't have the answers. He's doubled down on on some of his policies for the last four or five years now. Um, let me just say something on behalf of, I mean, not on Spartan Nation's behalf, but uh, because this is an in-state rivalry, I feel like when the team down the road isn't doing their part and it being a good rivalry. Uh, you take that a little more personal because, like, yeah, you you want them. It's funny you want them to lose every game, but then you're also kind of outraged that they're that bad coming into a matchup like this. Let me just say this: I'm embarrassed for Spartan fans right now. That game on Saturday night, and I didn't see it live, but you know, I saw I saw enough to where there, there's no excuse for them to have blown that game. That was as embarrassing. Uh, that was an all-time meltdown. I mean, that is, uh, you know, that's a Bobby Williams meltdown. That's a John L. Smith meltdown. Um, you know, regardless of what you think about Mark D'Antonio, what he's done for that football program, like he is, I think you could make the argument he is the, you know, the, I, I don't really like this comparison, but, you could make the argument he's the Bo Schembechler of Michigan State football. Yes. And for it to end is, is I mean, it, assuming it ends, because I just, I see a guy that's checked out. I see, I see players that have checked out. For things to be the way they are right now is is unacceptable. For a team that was in the college football playoff, what, three or four years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad, really. And, um, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a Michigan player this week, and I know – the human element could be, and we've seen it before. You th- you can throw out the records in a game like this, but uh, especially coming off of a bye week, you, you're you're kind of working to get yourself back to being motivated to play. Which I, I mean, I, I think they are. But if I'm a Michigan player, Michigan coach, I am smelling blood in the water this week. Um, you have a chance. All that 
all that they have left, all that Mark D'Antonio has left this season is to beat Michigan. To And I don't think that's enough to even save the direction of where this is going. Um, you have a chance to kind of slam, slam the door, put the nail in the coffin on a guy who's kind of been a boogeyman for you over the years. Uh, even in the last couple years uh, when Michigan State hasn't quite been as good, they're still two and two against against Michigan under Jim Harbaugh. So the opportunity, like it, it may not be as exciting as it's been, but the opportunity that you have this week to kind of listen, regardless of how you feel about Michigan football, how they stack up to Ohio State, how they stack up nationally, you have to take business, take care of business at home, and and send a message that this is your state uh, for in-state recruiting, for you know just pecking order stuff in general. This. I don't think Michigan has a ton to gain by uh, like if they win this game, good, they should win this game. That shouldn't be a problem for them. But if they lose this game, that would be an absolute disaster. Like this is an absolute must win in my mind, in every sense of the word. I'm, I'm completely with you. I commenting on Michigan state here. Yeah. I mean, I, I share a lot of your sentiments. That was an all time collapse. On Saturday, that was hilarious. I, you know, I feel bad saying that, but it was a, an iconic meltdown and one that we have not seen in the D'Antonio era. That was the worst Michigan State collapse since the now infamous uh, 2006 game uh, against Notre Dame in the rain. Yeah, and Michigan State fans. Uh, especially the ones that, uh, you know, cause I, this is a community, whether I like it or not, that, uh, is home. And I have, I have, you know, my, my ear to the ground when it comes to that stuff. And, and, um, the, the rage coming from Spartan Twitter on Saturday was understandable in the moment. I think it's gotten a little bit ridiculous, because, and boy, this is maybe a controversial take here, but for about 20 years, you know, Perlis makes the Rose Bowl in the 80s, but then for about 20 years there, Michigan State was, more often than not, a second-rate program. And D'Antonio got in there and did things for that program that no one, even the people who held him, who expected a lot out of him, could have expected. And they had a six-year stretch, where they were as good as almost any program, almost in the country. I mean, they were a top five, top ten program in in the entire world of college football. And they have fallen off. And this season, even though I can't say that they're necessarily a worse team than they were three years ago when they went three and nine, it feels like a worse season. It's the, It just feels like nothing has gone right. They brought back the offensive staff that they knew was was not up to snuff and would not be capable of winning a Big Ten championship, and all those naysayers were right. And now Michigan has an opportunity on Saturday to effectively do, in a similar fashion, what the 2002 team did to the Bobby Williams era, and that is completely put a knife in, uh, in, in this tenure. Now, obviously, different circumstances, D'Antonio, a much, much more accomplished coach than, than Bobby Williams was, and, and we all understand that. But I've watched every game of Michigan State this season. That's not a very good football team. They aren't particularly well disciplined. A lot of guys, especially the coaching staff as well, seem to have checked out. Uh, that 
their defense showed, which a lot of people were talking about early on as being this elite defense, I think kind of got exposed in the Indiana game, and it hasn't looked that great in games that have followed, to be honest. And I, I, there's no reason, now I say this almost every year, uh, but I'll say it again, because why not? There's no reason why Michigan shouldn't win this game very easily. Now, it's not Rutgers, right? But this is this has three touchdowns written all over it. Now, I know this game, and I know both these teams very, very well, and both these programs well, that I feel like it probably won't be. But as we were talking about before the show, uh, things change do change from year to year. Very often, the team we see in 11 regular season games is not the team that we get uh, in this in this game when these two teams show up. Uh, that th- maybe this is finally the year where things just become a little bit different in that rivalry. And if if that was ever going to be, if a year like this was ever going to come, it would be this season. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what two teams show up on Saturday. Yeah, and that's, uh, I think you put it well, Chris. Michigan has the chance to finally kind of put that nail and really turn the tide, I feel like, of this rivalry. We kind of thought it was going to happen in 2016, but then the 2017 team happened. You know, last year Michigan got a, a big boost, obviously came in with high expectations, but they haven't really met that. But if they're able to get this win on Saturday, like it would be the first time Michigan has beaten Michigan State back to back since 2006 and 2007. I, I think that's big, you know, and, and the opportunity is there for Michigan to once again take control of the state of Michigan. They've done so uh, recruiting the last couple of years, and this is where it all finally kind of starts to come to fruition. But Anthony put it well, too. Like, we're not going to feel great about a win, are we? Uh, I I don't think so. Like the expectation is to win this game, and if they don't, it's complete disaster written all over. It. And I hate those type of games, to where, especially in a rivalry game, where if you don't win, I mean, could you can you even imagine what the Michigan fan base is going to be like if Michigan does not win this game on Saturday? Uh, it would be a disaster. And and I know it's a rivalry, and I know all the cliches. You can throw the record. It would out, be dog sitting around fire meme. Yeah, um, that wouldn't be very good. <laughs> that, that would be, in fact, quite bad. Uh, actually, hot take. Um, they they have to win this game, and they have to. I, I don't even. I can get over. I you know. I could see it still being close and stressing people out, and um, the outrage returns that oh. You know, you just barely got by Sparty. How are you? You know, that, that's not the type of effort that's going to beat Ohio State. It's like, and that's two weeks from now. Like, I'm not going to worry about that. Um, you just need to get through this one and and have it be like, you know, don't have it be like the Army game. But if you could get out of there with a, an eight to ten point win, you know, I'm not. I don't expect them to blow them out because both teams, like Mark D'Antonio. If there's any magic left there, he will have them ready to play. Somehow, some way, when things have gone so terrible for them, he will have them ready to play that game. To a certain extent, he had that three and nine team ready to play that game, and I think that was that was more of a you know Michigan kind of let them hang around. Uh, they went a little bit conservative. Uh, I actually think that was there may have been some concern about running up the score because 
I think the week before they had done what they did to Rutgers uh, in historic fashion. But, um, the, you know, this the is... Spartans were defeated with dignity that game. Oh, God. That, uh, it's one of the cringiest headlines ever written. Because <laughs> um, nothing that's ever happened at Michigan State has happened with dignity. Yeah, like, let's, let's just let's put that right off the bat. Um, you know, this... This has to be a mo- it would it would be nice to have a moment cuz make no mistake about it we forget about kind of the post game or the pregame shenanigans from last year the coaches going back and forth uh you know in their press conferences after the game something before this game on the field is going to happen oh of course um, yes. and there are one or one or two ways this can go a it can be kind of the fuel that Michigan State needs or b it will be something for Michigan where they do to them what the Spartans did to them in 2014 uh, at Spartan stadium, where they ran up to score late because of the whole, the whole stake incident, so to speak. So something stupid and something juvenile is going to happen in this game. Um, We already saw, I mean, I think that it will be a fairly civil week in terms of headlines and, and comments towards each other. But you know, even as we sit down and record this today, the little brother, little sister thing is coming back up, which when did I, that, I where did that. the little sister thing come from? I don't, I don't understand. Like, it's I don't so know. Stupid. Um, so dumb. I think, I think what it was, it, it was a juvenile thing of like, what's something that's worse yeah. than little brother. And like, that was, that was basically just like, that was all the thought process that went into it. And it even transformed into stuff. Like I think with Derek Nix played basketball, he referred to him as like little nephews and stuff and just got dumber and dumber. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think which, Seth, I yeah, think it was yeah. Seth from MGO blog who I saw tweet this out where he's like little brother thing was like emblematic of how the Michigan state players, fan base, whatever acts towards Michigan. And then they turn around and do little sister. And that's, and again, I'm not attacking fan bases here, but that's when you turn it around and make it something like that, that's not even that great of a comeback. It's, you know, kind of emotionally or uh, inte- not all that intelligent. So um, that's kind of where where it came from. I mean, even back in 2007, yeah, it was it was a sound bite. It's one we still talk about. Mike Hart, yeah, little brother, all that. But like, I just I cringed so hard when I saw the Ambry Thomas quote today. Yeah, well, and then after the game last year, Chase Winovich. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot like, about that. Oh, um, it's like you know, just and we love. And we- and we love Chase, but I mean, like we, get, was, we I gotta just, let that go. Like, like you said, Anthony, the little brother comment kind of had its moment in, in that, and that wasn't even he didn't like Mike Hart didn't even come out and say Michigan State's our little brother. He said, you know, it's like playing Michigan State's like playing your little brother in the driveway. You let him get a lead, and then you take it back at the end. Like that's that's what he said, and obviously it turned into something much more. But then to to go and do this thing where it's like. Oh yeah, well, you know what's worse than being a little brother, being a little sister. Like that's it's just dumb and it, it needs to go away. And if the little brother thing needs to go away with it, then so be it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, it's just one of those things, too, where it's like, I don't even, that that comparison doesn't even register with me because I legitimately, like, I fought with my brother, but I legitimately enjoy my brother. Like, I do. Yeah. Um, I don't like Michigan State. They don't like Michigan State. The fan bases don't like each other. Uh, it's more like forget little brother. It's it's asshole neighbor. Like that's what it is. Like let's let's call them that. Put that on a shirt. Good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I actually I have a quick question here because you brought up Anthony that uh, you, you don't expect this, and not, I I don't either. You don't expect this to be a you know a blowout game. What is it aside from the energy that Michigan State brings to this game, the importance of the rivalry. What is it that you think is going to prevent Michigan from winning this game e- more easily than they should? Uh, I think it, I think it's the Spartan defense. Um, I, I do yeah. think that there, there's still some juice there, and there is still some pride there. Uh, the thing of it is, like Michigan State's best shot in this game is going to be kind of what they did for two and a half quarters last year where you, you get Michigan into, you know, one of those, those slug fest rock fight type of games. Um, because mm-hmm. offensively, I'll be honest, like Brian, Lewerke, for as much crap as Shea Patterson gets, uh, and praise that Brian, Lewerke gets. I mean, I think to a certain extent, those two guys are like the, you know, the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other though. I think Patterson is a little more talented and the stats are usually a little bit more impressive, but you know, Lewerke's fine, but their offensive line isn't good. They don't have, you know, they don't have the athletes on offense to, you know, you just look at, you know, let me ask you this, because Chris, to a certain extent, you've probably watched the most Michigan State football of the three of us this year. Who who does Michigan State have offensively that, you know, is going to bust, bust, you know, uh, Dax Hill for a big player, or that's going to be able to outrun Cam McGrone sideline to sideline? or things like that. They, I mean, they don't have those guys. They don't. Yeah. So, and that's where like their recruiting has gone in the total, like totally just to the, to it sucks now. I mean, something that's hurt them a lot is Luke fickle at Cincinnati. And then, um, you know, Kentucky has started to recruit, you know, Michigan state would get a lot of those guys down from that, you know, down in Ohio and they're not getting those guys anymore. And, and the recruiting is just, if you're a, if you're a talented skill position player, you're not going to play at Michigan state. So it's just like, I, I don't, I, I see a scenario where Michigan's offense coming off of a bye week coming off of a performance where they didn't really play all that great. Anyways, I could see there being some rust there and, and maybe a turnover keeps Michigan state in the game. Like I said, I still, that spread came out at, I, I think it was 12 points. I, I think it's up to 14 already, but I, I could see, um, you know, I, I can see a scenario where it's a, you know, 26, 14 type of game or something like that. Okay. Yeah, no, that's so, fair. Which is still, to me, that's still a handy, a, like a, a decent size victory, but it's just not, it'd be like, it'd be like last, I, I don't think they're going to do to Michigan state what they did to Notre Dame. Um, 
Because one, no. I don't think the weather is going to be an issue like that. Uh, and I think that, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect because on one hand, we can we think that we know that Michigan State's going to come out and play the maybe the best game they played all year. But on the other hand, I mean, they've been through so much and, and they've been so terrible that at some point, the bottom is just going to completely fall out for them. And maybe it already has, but I, I just I just don't see... Like to me, the question isn't what Michigan State can do to win this game. It's how can Michigan State make it scary for Michigan? I, I don't see a scenario in play where Michigan doesn't win this game. Okay. Yeah. They, but at the same time, that's the scary part about it, man. Because we've we've said that about games before, and it uh, is that cocky of me to say? Like, no, is it, I don't think so. Not cocky. Because I, I, even I think Spartan fans are kind of treating this week as a death march, and and I think I'm a little more confident right. in their team to go in there and give them a game than they yeah, are. It, I but, mean, it was this uh, is. Probably, uh, I mean, it's not 2016 all over again because Michigan's not as good as they were in 2016, but it's got that similar feel to it, right? Yeah, but if that if that if that 20s, I mean, this is the worst Michigan State team that D'Antonio will be bringing to the big house since. Yeah. Because that when? game was in East Lansing. Ever is it? Might it be ever? I mean, right. at least. Oh yeah, no. There's no. Well, D'Antonio has D'Antonio's dominated this. 2000, 2012. Um, that team went six and seven. I think yeah. that was the year they had Andrew yeah. Maxwell. Yeah, the, at the twelve. So that's, the 12, that's probably 10, it. The twelve ten game. Yeah. Yes. The that was my first yeah. Michigan Michigan this team, game. I was that, there. Is um, this team worse than that team? I don't know because I like I, I'm not a big Brian Lewerke guy, but he's like better than Andrew Maxwell. Well, and that the 2012 team had Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, um, you know who, was a, who had a transcendent season. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. Um, this is this is obviously has, a better Michigan team than 2012, though. Too sure it is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's where does this? I, so I think what it is, might be. What does this like exactly mean? So if say this drive, does this drive? If Michigan comes in. And they blow the brakes off of Michigan State. Does is that do it for D'Antonio? Do people tell him you need to step down at the end of the season, like, or does he, or well, does he I'm, stay in it to, because his pride gets hurt because he's made his entire time at Michigan State about this game? Um. Well, I could see. I don't see. That's this is the thing, and this is Michigan State's biggest problem right now is that. I don't know that they have the leadership in place to one, even make a coaching change or two, run a, a search that can get you a guy that, you know, might be someone that's a positive, uh, you know, like any, any change they can make at this point to me, if I'm a Michigan state fan is a positive because sometimes like even sometimes the voice just runs, it, it runs its course. I mean, you see like with the Red Wings, Mike Babcock, it was time. Um, you know, the giants, Tom Coughlin, it was time. Uh, sometimes it's just time to, to move on. Um, the Cubs just did that with Joe. Exactly. So, I mean, it's been time for Michigan state. It probably should have happened, you know, maybe after last season or if, if he wasn't going to make changes, but it, it definitely, it's time now. Like sometimes it's just time. So again, you look at, you know, who could they get? I mean, the, the thing I would worry about if I'm a Michigan State fan is I have a, a interim athletic director right now who, you know, if Jim Hackett as an interim, 
interim athletic director at Michigan was the rock star. Bill Beekman is like the total 180 from that. Like he's not, he's, he's, I don't think he's has the ability to put on his big boy, big boy pants. And, and again, who even wants this job right now? You know, like obviously you're not going to, I think some Michigan state fans were hoping you could get your hands on like PJ Fleck or Luke fickle or something like that. But why would any of those guys go to that dumpster fire in its current state? Um, I think, I mean, so it's kind of, yeah, I I think it's, Pat Narduzzi, you know, I think that's the kind of obvious Probably. choice. But so I also want to ask you guys this real quick. What does this, if Michigan goes in and wins, does this change the narrative about Harbaugh at all? Does it change from he can't beat his rivals to he just can't beat Ohio State? You know, they obviously find something, but he'll have a winning record against MSU. He'll have a winning record against Penn State. He'll be have a 500 record against Notre Dame. Like, does the narrative go away that he that he came into, you know, he was hired to beat his rivals and he can't do that? Does that change or do people just go with that lazy take still? Um, they, It chips away at it a little bit, ever so slightly. I don't think it changes the narratives because I, I think what the narrative shifts to is that um, they can't beat. And this is something I think we've touched on before. They're not winning the games against the best teams on their schedule. You know, like like a Wisconsin this year, like Penn State this year. Um, you know, when they're not when they're not better than a team, they're not winning the ones they're not supposed to. So, like I said, I, I think you're gonna get those types of takes. And like like honestly, you beat you beat this Michigan State team fine. Uh, it's a rivalry game, but they suck. They're not good. That's it, that's, what, me, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, do we only count like certain rivalry games? No, no. I mean, it it goes to hey, he's three and two against Mark D'Antonio. Um, let a couple of them slip. One of them was the all-time fluke of all flukes. So I think maybe it adds a little bit of perspective to um, to that. Also, would be the first time he's ever beaten him at home. So there's a stat. That's something. That's an important one in play. Um, other than that, like I said, um, people are going to say what they're going to say until one you beat Ohio State, and even let's just say that. They do go out and beat Ohio. Like, let's just say Michigan hypothetically runs the table this year and they beat Ohio State. Then, like, Michigan fans would be ecstatic about that. But then nationally, or, or even some of the detractors in the area here would be like, well, it figures you beat Ohio State, but you still can't get to a Big Ten title game. And in five years, that's just not good enough. So it's right. like, the, go- the, the goalposts will always move. Um, again, I tend to think that how we feel at the end of this season is going to like Ohio state, Ohio state, LSU are the two best teams in college football right now. So anyone that's like, I've been saying it for weeks. All you can hope is that you improve enough to give yourself a chance to scare Ohio state. the last game of the year, because I, I can see in the future, Michigan can, will, you know, say Michigan loses that game 38 to 27. And it'll be, you know, Oh, you still can't beat the Buckeyes. The season's a failure. It's like, I can't, based on what we've seen from both of those teams this year, I can't, I can't levy that expectation against them. Like they are what they are. So it is what it is. Um, beat Michigan state. It guarantees that you have a winning record against your rivals this year. Uh, again, at this point, when you're not winning the big 10 title, you just gotta, you have to find something positive to pull out of it. And like I said, They'll say the Michigan State game doesn't matter, but hey, 
you, you, you blew out Notre Dame as well. So to get this one, I, I think this would be the, the first year that, and mind you, it's only the second year that they've won, um, you know, second year that they've played three of those rivalry games, unless you count Minnesota or something like that. Um, but it would be the first year under Jim Harbaugh where you would have a winning record in those rivalry games. So it's something at least. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell people there. I, I don't think you can call this a great season unless you run the table and beat Ohio state, but has a chance to still wind up pretty good and, and a positive for the future. And I think we're not going to know. This is like the second act. Like if last year was the first act, this is the second act where things start to turn. And then however next year goes the third act, we're going to know if that step back this year was worth it or not. Um, Cause I think that there's a chance that, it was healthy to take a bit of a step back this year, despite expectations to set up, you know, a more prosperous and potentially successful long-term future. So um, again, I'm only interested in what comes next at this point. Um, Cause unless they lose out or something, there's not a, there's no doubt that there's a, not a coaching change that's going to happen. So um, you see what happens moving forward and, and take stock from there. Even if they lose to Ohio state, they have a shot at 10 wins. So, no, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I I agree for the most part. I think you beat Michigan State. I, there, there I, I agree with Luke that the narrative probably does shift a bit to uh, okay. Well, they can get over their rivals; they just can't beat Ohio State. And winning two in a row, I think it, that's a big deal because it's you know other coaches like you know Meyer and Tressel and Antonio are kind of known for having these elongated winning streaks against their rivals I think that I remember back when you know early in the D'Antonio era the first game where I actually felt like there had kind of been a shift in the the state of Michigan regarding football was uh, 2009 when they lost that game in overtime to MSU because you know any team can have one down year to go to go to Spartan Stadium and lose and now make it two in a row. It felt like there'd been kind of a shift. I think they have the potential to do that with this victory here to show that they are finally, and I think they have really they have been for several years now, but definitively say they are the dominant team in the state and the dominant team in this rivalry and having now won two in a row and three out of four. I like it. So what do you guys got any final thoughts on this one? Um no, no, I don't <laughs> leave, leave it. There. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I love, um, I love that this is a noon kick. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, I don't, I do not much care for um, three thirty games or night games. So noon, it'll be over by. Uh, maybe, maybe that changes. Maybe that changes uh, the fortune here because I believe both kickoffs at. East Lansing that Michigan has won were noon kickoffs. Both big house kickoffs were three thirty. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the 2015 okay. was a three thirty, and 2017 was actually that's a night right. Game, yeah, yeah, it was I a night believe. game. So shout out, shout out, noon games. Oh, <laughs> yeah, go noon, go noon, go noon, go noon. Big, yeah. big noon Saturday. So, oh. Uh, Scheduling update. Uh, they will actually play a 3.30 kick this year at Indiana right. next weekend. So um, I'm cool with that. I won't be there. I'll be at home. So it doesn't affect me one iota. So enjoy for going. Which oh, this will be kind of my final thought. A 3.30 game in, at Indiana, which as of now 
could turn out to be a road victory against a top it 25 could, team. Uh, depends on Indiana goes to Penn state this weekend. So, um, Oh, well, you know what? Uh, screw <laughs> Never mind. Um, you know, All Michigan right. is not to get ahead of, you know, this week, but I was looking at it earlier today. Michigan's 58 and nine against Indiana all time and have won the last 23. Like, doesn't it feel like they, there have been so many stressful games, like even in the last 10 every, years, every like, Indiana game stressful. Oh, dude. Every year. Yeah. And, and now that, now that the big tens in love with scheduling that game the week before Ohio state, like that's just not good for anyone's mental health around here. So, um, no, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what happened? Um, Keep an eye on this. I'll be interested in seeing how that Penn State team plays coming off of the loss that they had because this is a good Indiana team. Um, and like I said, I obviously I think Michigan was better than Indiana, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Indiana have a chance to win that game late. So keep an eye on that. Also, Folks. keep an eye on uh, Ohio State Rutgers this week because that'll be – they're 55, 55 point favorites, and I think the over under was set at like yeah. fifty eight and a half. Rutgers team total over three. That's, Let's go. <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's high no. enough. Yeah, no, I agree. They've and I'm pretty sure they've covered every first half too. Yeah, that's listen. I mean, yeah. I know we hate them, but that team is fun to watch. I won't lie; they're very good. They're yuck. They're, they're insanely uh, good. Yeah. All I right. Disgusting. Yeah. I need to shower. Chris, where can we find you on social media, friend? All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C A S T E L L A N I 2014. Uh, if there, you'll find the link to my uh, YouTube page as well as my Snapchat handle, which is the same as my Twitter handle. And if you want to, uh, on Twitter, obviously baseball's done. A lot of content coming your way. Um, talking Lions, talking Michigan football, and, and uh, Michigan basketball, which uh, is something we're going to be covering a lot more of uh, here shortly. And uh, if you want to see me on Instagram as well, that's Chris Castle 95 That's C-H-R-I-S-C-A-S-T-L-E-9-5. Please Anthony. follow me on all those platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at, Anth- at I need to slow myself down, at Anthony T. Broom. You can follow the website on Twitter at Maze and Brew. Uh, we're on every social media platform. You can find us there. Find our shows, our podcasts, wherever you get your shows, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we're, we're right there on Megaphone as well. Like I said, uh, tomorrow's podcast, Scott Bell will join me. We're going to jump inside the mind of arguably the best troll that there is on Michigan Twitter, especially for uh, Michigan State-related content. Uh, excited to it, – it'll be fun. We'll have some fun with it. Uh, obviously, that means everything else will be shifted back a day. Debating on whether or not we'll do a reaction podcast for the Creighton game. We've got two basketball games this week and a football game. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, a lot, a lot of cool stuff coming. There's a lot of crossover right now between both sports. So um, give us a follow. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, all that stuff, too. Sign up for Fan Pulse, too. You can check that out on the website. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Gierdi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. And make sure to follow the Brewcast Show page as well. That is just at Brewcast Show. Been a fun one here this week. 
always good talking to Michigan, Michigan State. And remember to subscribe, leave a review for all our shows and content where you get your podcast by searching Mesa Brew Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And uh, looking forward to that podcast tomorrow with Scott Bell. So for Anthony Broom and Chris Castellani, I'm Luke Yardy. We'll see you next week on Brewcast.